we got in the car and we're driving and I look at her in the, in the rear view mirror and she is, she seems so peaceful. Like, you know, nothing ever happened. Like I didn't just scream at her. And I was like, Jordan, I am sorry. I lost it on you. You didn't deserve that. It was, it was on me. I, I don't know what, I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? And she looks at me in the rear view mirror and she goes, mom, of course, I love you. I'll always forgive you. And I, at that moment, I mean, of course I cried. Who wouldn't cry when their daughter tells them? You're making me get teary here. (laughs) Welcome to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we'll help you embrace the joys of parenting. And as you walk through the most painful challenges, you will rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. I just loved this interview. It was just so much fun. And we talked for so long that it is actually going to be made into three podcasts. So we're doing the first one this week, and then we're going to do a different one with Christy Thomas, and then we're going to come back to Carolyn. She is so transparent, and she shares some of her deepest griefs, yet she is so full of hope, and she is so positive. Her foundation is on biblical principles, and she puts her hope in Christ. So let's go in and listen to part one of this interview with Carolyn Hart. Okay, I am here with Carolyn Hart, and uh, I have asked Carolyn to come on and chat with us because she has a perspective on parenting that all of us could learn and grow from. So I asked her to come on and just share some of her thoughts. So this is Carolyn Hart. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, good to see you. It's so good to see you too. Thank you, thank you. So um, yeah, how's parenting going these days? Parenting is going. (laughs) (laughs) It's going. (laughs) It's always moving forward. It is Um, moving forward. That's all, yeah, that's what we (laughs) ask for. Move forward, not backwards. Very good. Kids are growing, and I'm so grateful. But definitely did like eight loads of laundry this morning, and it's only what ten thirty in the you know. <laughs> yes. yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Oh, so and that's it. All comes with the territory, but it is it's uh, it's it's a gift still from God. So we're going to talk about some things. I know you, and I know you have a very very happy outlook on things, but I also know that life is not easy and parenting is not easy. And so as we go forward and talk about the joy of parenting, I'm hoping that people that are listening, moms, dads, who's ever that are listening are not thinking if I don't have that joy, I'm a bad parent. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that sometimes um, joyful parents, well, I can't even say sometimes, Oftentimes, joyful parents have bad moments, right? Sometimes the most joyful parents are the ones that are going through the hardest things, actually, if you really dig deep into their lives. So, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. Can you give an example of that? Um, God hasn't given me the heart, the hardest hardships in my life. We've, you know, gone through some things as a family, but I have observed other people in my life. Um, and as I seek joy in my life, Um, I am drawn to the people who are able to be joyful and seek the Lord and praise the Lord. Actually, I hear them praising the Lord with their words. Um, 
as they're going through difficult things. So uh, I'm definitely drawn to those people. And in my life, I've sought those people. How do you do this? How do you do this? Um, And we know it's Jesus. We know it's Jesus who does it. We can't strive for that. That is neat. And what uh, you probably don't know is I have somebody coming on in the future who is going to dig really, really deep into joy and our identity. And I'm really excited for her to come. So that's going to be fun. And I am so glad that you share that perspective because that will, you know, you are going to just really set the tone for for moms and dads out there. And those who are struggling to, the the struggle is real. (laughs) The struggle is real and it's okay, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So Carolyn, I use you seem to me to be a pretty happy parent and I think you have some unique perspectives and that's why I asked you here to, to really share some of your perspectives with the listeners. And I think those that are listening will gain a lot by those things you have to say. So I'm really excited to, to jump in. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about your family? How many kids do you have? I have four beautiful children. Um, ages well I have two biological children um and then the two in the middle are adopted through foster care and so we have Elliot who's seven James is six Jordan is five and then Lincoln is our little surprise baby he's three years old and he's (laughs) you uh, have a handful there you have a busy household yeah no wonder you have so much laundry (laughs) (laughs) a lot of laundry (laughs) so how did your parenting journey start? Did it start really smoothly? Or, um, you know, what was, did you just like knew you had to have kids, wanted to have kids and went for it? No, I always, um, I always wanted to be a mother. I think my mom was a really beautiful example to me. And so if, um, as a mom, and so if somebody ever asked me what you want to be when you grow up, I probably would have answered my mom. I mean, specifically my mom, she's really beautiful. Um, example. And so I always knew I wanted to be a mom, but no, when David and I decided, like we can decide when to have children um, and started trying, um, we, it took us about two and a half years actually. And so we had this long process of um, really, to be honest, very difficult and very sweet time with the Lord um, praying for children. And I think that there's probably a lot of parents and people who are not yet parents who are going through that. And so um, it's, I, so we, we struggled for about two and a half years. And I think a lot of people who have struggled with infertility understand that there's like a monthly weeping session um, oh. when you're so desiring to have children and asking questions and wrestling with God, you've given me this desire. I remember talking to God multiple times, Lord, I know this desire to be a mom has come from you. And you've given me this wonderful husband who's going to be an incredible father. Um, I don't understand why you're not giving us children. And I would say God is not afraid of those questions. He was not afraid of my frustration. And I think he very much welcomed the wrestling conversations. And so, um, We, after two and a half years, we did get pregnant with Elliot, praise the Lord. But I would say to any, any parent who's struggling with infertility or person who is struggling with infertility, some are already parents and some are not quite, um, I would definitely say, don't miss the time that you have with the Lord. And I know that's really hard to say, and it's easier for me to say now that I have four children. Um, but when I look back, 
God was, God is not good because I am now a mom. He was always good and he is always good. I love that Carolyn. In some ways, the intimacy that I had with the Lord during that time of wrestling and waiting, I, it's, I don't always experience that time. And so sometimes I miss it. There was this deep yearning for the Lord every single day when I woke up. And I felt like I would wake up and say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to need you. Are you going to be here for me? And he always comforted me. And he always answered, of course, I'm going to be here. I'm always here. Um, And so some of the sweetest time I had with my savior was during the time that I was waiting to be a mother. And so I'm not saying that um, it's easy. It was the hardest time of my life. Um, Most emotional time of my life going through it together, I think really strengthened David's and my marriage, but we saw a lot of really ugly emotion in that. Um, and the Lord saw it and he wanted it. He wasn't afraid of it. So I would just encourage, especially moms that are waiting to be, or women who are waiting to be a mom, ask the Lord what he has for that time, because he doesn't, he doesn't have a plan for you when you're a mom. He has a plan for you right now. You know, he has a plan for you today. Oh, that's so good. Praying, um, and it could be a really sweet time. So yeah, that is so good. I want to do a whole session on infertility. Mm, it, <laughs> it's an important topic because I think uh, when I was going through it, it I felt very like no one saw me, and mm-hmm. we have no idea. There's so many people and and uh, couples struggling with it. So many, and we don't even know. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting at one of my friends baby showers and going into the bathroom and crying. I was so angry at myself because I was not jealous. I wanted her to have a baby and I was so happy for her, but I just so desired to have a baby of my own. Mm -hmm. And I, and no one, I felt like no one knew, you know, no one knew. Um, Mm -hmm. You were very alone. You felt very alone. Very isolating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it doesn't have to be, there's a lot of, there's a lot of women out there that go through it. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. That's, was pretty transparent. And then you're bearing your heart and I appreciate that. So Carolyn, you've shared some of your dreams that you had uh, prior to kids, uh, early marriage, childhood. Do you, did you have any other dreams? I did. I did want to be a mom, but I also had a picture. It's more of a picture that I had um, when I was newly married. And I kind of figured that David and I would just travel a lot um, drink a lot of coffee and um, go to museums and different things and just have a lot of adventures. We're very adventurous people. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of how I pictured life um, before having kids. And it somewhat is that actually we do go to museums and I drink a lot of coffee, um, <laughs> but it's just, I have four little ones along the way. So it looks a little different. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's neat that you can fulfill your dream with your family. You know, you don't have to put your dreams aside or your thoughts aside and just do family. You put them together. I like that. That's really good. What do you want for your kids when they, do you have a desire or a dream for your kids when they're grown up? Yeah. Don't we all, Um, (laughs) don't we all, we ultimately, I think my kids are really bright and I think that they're going to accomplish a lot. I'm a homeschool mom too. So I'm thinking academics Mm -hmm. are very, important. Um, be an engineer. I always say, be an engineer, make lots of money, take care of mommy in her old age, you know, but, um, all those things are good, but ultimately I want them to understand the cross. I want them to understand their need for Jesus. Um, what the cross really means 
and what Jesus did for them on the cross. And I want them to live a life of gratitude um, mm-hmm. for the cross and for what Jesus did. So ultimately that's my dream for mm-hmm. my four children. Yeah. Oh, that's terrific. So what are, what has been the most surprising to you? What has surprised you about parenting that you never thought? I am a, okay. That's a great question. (laughs) I am a really controlling person. (laughs) I like to control things. And so I thought, um, I thought I would be this teacher you know, I would teach my kids everything they need to know. And we would just, they would just learn from me. They'd be little bitty learners and I would just teach them. And especially with foster care, foster care has been um, a huge learning curve for me because I thought, oh, I'm, I'm helping the children. Like I'm, I am shocked in how much I can learn from my children. Um, I am shocked that yes, I am the parent, you know, I don't allow them to parent in my home. They're not parents, but God has made them little people and little individuals, and he's put in them beautiful attributes that I don't have. And so, for example, Jordan, my daughter, she's my only daughter, and we, we butt heads, the two women in the house, you know, we (laughs) rub each other the wrong way sometimes. And there was some day that I was probably trying to control something and just, I lost my temper and I took it out on her and I yelled at her. And it was probably trying to get to some place that we were late for. And so we got in the car and we're driving and I look at her in the, in the rear view mirror and she is, she seems so peaceful. Like, you know, nothing ever happened. Like I didn't just scream at her. And I was like, Jordan, I am sorry. I lost it on you. You didn't deserve that. It was, it was on me. I, I don't know what, I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? And she looks at me in the rear view mirror and she goes, mom, of course, I love you. I'll always forgive you. And I, at that moment, I mean, of course I cried. Who wouldn't cry when their daughter tells them? You're making me get teary here. (laughs) Jordan has a capacity to forgive that I don't have. That's that's a very difficult thing that I struggle with. And here, the one person in my, my little family who like rubs me the wrong way, teaches me the hardest lessons. And I didn't think when Jordan came into our home that she had anything to teach me. And boy, has she taught me so much. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really surprised that I'm learning along the way. And that sounds kind of cliche, but it's true. It's really true. God mm-hmm. has put these beautiful little attributes into our children. And if we look to see them um, and humble ourselves, we will learn a lot too from them. So yeah, that does sound cliche. However, you attach that example to it that made it not cliche. Mm-hmm. That, that that was a beautiful example. And I thank you so much for sharing, for sharing that. That was through. I lose yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had four children and I lost way more than I care to remember, but. And you had all some... girls. So I know I had all girls. Children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keeps us humble. Keeps it us really humble. does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so there have been books written about the joy of parenting. Everybody talks about the joy of parenting and talk about cliches joy of parenting tends to get to be a little cliche, but when you attach examples to it, I think it becomes a little bit more meaningful and, and real. So can you think of um, what your greatest joys in parenting and don't only be uh, spiritual, don't only be real life situational. 
give us some of each about what you enjoy the most of parenting. Where do you find the most joy? Oh gosh, it's so, that is such a great question and such a hard one to answer. Um, I know. (laughs) Ultimately my, the joy in parenting, what I have found the most joy, and I would say even relief because joy isn't happiness. It's not fulfillment. It's um, in my life, the joy comes from the pressure being off. And that sounds so funny. Mm-hmm. It's really understanding that I care so much about these kids and I want every good thing for my kids, but God created these kids and loves them more than I do. Um, he loves them more than I could even imagine. And so he paid the ultimate sacrifice for them. And the more I understand that, the more joy I find in parenting because I can release them to to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like being neglectful, but it's not. I still do the things that I need to do. I feed them. I teach them. We open the word. Um, You know, I, I take care of the alleys when they need that. But ultimately, it's not my job um, to save their souls. The Lord is going to do that work and I'm trusting in him to do that work and reveal himself to them. Um, and I can't teach them all the things that they need to know. And sometimes, and I know which children of mine are going to need to learn the hard way. I won't say their names. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, it's all of them actually. Um, but it's, you know, and I think, and I would speak into like this helicoptering parenting thing that we're seeing a lot. Mm-hmm. I would really encourage parents to really um, evaluate as they're learning how to protect their children, evaluate your heart in where that desire comes from. Is it to um, create this bubble of protection around them? Because ultimately I don't believe that they'll learn from that. Now we don't want our kids jumping off cliffs, but, um, but we need them to learn hard lessons because salvation is a hard lesson, right? It's our need for Jesus Christ and that we're sinners. And that's such an important thing for our kids to understand. Mm -hmm. So um, joys of parenting, there's so much joy in parenting. So that's generally a big concept. Um, Mm -hmm. I love- Can I say something about that? Mm -hmm. When I was raising kids, I I would try to set boundaries because they need boundaries. And I would set boundaries out here but then let them make little decisions within those boundaries. And for the listeners, that's a good strategy to begin to, to learn. There are boundaries. They have to have boundaries. That's we all have to have boundaries, but inside those boundaries, they can make little decisions and that's a, it's good for them. It's good for them to practice making decisions. Absolutely. I always use the example when, you know, um, one is it's not a well-known example, but we, we go hiking a lot. And the one time that I have seen, um, when I want to protect my kids, they want to cross a a Creek or we don't have a lot of rivers around here in California, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's usually a Creek. And if it's, there's some water flowing and running, um, and I, as a parent would never let them get to the edge of a waterfall. Um, but as they cross the Creek, I don't want to be this parent that's constantly telling them, no, you might just slip on a rock. Well, Mm -hmm. I will tell you all four of my children, even my three-year-old kid crosses creeks beautifully and they hop on these little stones and they never I've never seen my kids fall on a slippery rock um and a lot of it is because we let them it's hard inside my heart I'm screaming I'm like oh my gosh they're gonna fall and hit their head on a rock you know and they could um but because 
they're being allowed to try something that's really hard and they're trying to figure it out with their brains. And it's like they're, you can see in their, on their eyes, they're mapping out their steps. Um, they are now avid Creek uh, walkers. I don't know what you would call it. And they're so good at, we go to the beach and they're like jumping on these huge boulders and rocks. And, and now I'm learning to trust their skills better because I want them to be adults that don't fall and do, you know, and hurt mm -hmm. themselves. But it's hard. It is hard to like let our kids um, work out things themselves because we want to protect them. Mm -hmm. But they, they need to learn. They need to learn. And they need mm -hmm. to fall. Sometimes mm -hmm. they actually fall in order to figure out, oh, I shouldn't do that that mm -hmm. way. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's but, so good. Yeah, that is but really that is good. a joy. I would say it's a joy in watching the kids grow in their knowledge and independence and skills, you know, to be able mm -hmm. to it's really fun to be able to sit back and and see them doing so well you know and knowing oh good I'm they're not going to be living at home when they're you know what I mean or all those things like they're not going to be depending on me to tell them where to step yes <laughs> I can't do that I can't yes. do it oh that is so good that's so good that that is wonderful okay we'll stop there isn't she fun she will return in two weeks and uh, in the meantime next week we have christy thomas who is a children's picture book author and she will be talking about fears in kids and you won't want to miss that for sure so do come back next week and hit the subscribe button so you can find us easily and may you find your rest in christ this week mm -hmm.